0: ignore the fact it's the same infrastructure the biden obama infrastructure it's the easiest thing to pass off the hat to her and so that's why i would predict it's her if it's not going to be michelle obama then maybe what they do is after the plurality of states um have voted in their primaries so we're talking about like may time frame then uh biden's got this health scare and he can't run they'll have a doctor say he's not fit to run or something like that and then what they'll do is uh gavin Newsom. Um, cause I would imagine it'd be the next peg announces his campaign. And then he starts building that name ID nationally. And then it's still decided in the convention, but all those Biden delegates, you know, they're going to coordinate this and, and, and crown him. But I still think the better chances they go to that August convention and they merge out of the convention because then it stops any potential challenges to Biden. Our world is changing rapidly. Many crucial systems we depend upon are collapsing. And the most important system that is failing is the food supply. But amidst the chaos, there is a path to resilience.
1: I have the great Marjorie Wildcraft come to the program. People who do not know her, she is kind of like the mother of ultimate preppers. And she's just, she's really good. I've spent decades finding the fastest, easiest, and funnest ways for the average person to be able to grow a lot of food.
0: I used to be a hopeless gardener, but thanks to Marjorie, I'm growing food, and I'm really happy my family has more food security.
1: Marjorie's webinar gave me the confidence to raise and process my own meat.
0: Food production and Marjorie, I want to thank you for the, the free webinar that you put out there at that website. I've already had uh, you know massive response from people that love your information and how you, you express the joy of learning how to grow food also and in a small amount of space when it really counts. So thank you for all that you do, Marjorie.
1: If you go to sarahsbackyardfarm.com, you can sign up for that seminar, that free seminar. I'll have the link below. And so if you have the opportunity to check it out, sarahsbackyardfarm.com and you will get a ton of free great information. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Jake Dusenberg coming to the program. He's coming back to the program. He runs this organization called Action for Liberty. Actually, he formed the organization about a decade ago. He'll explain it. And he just recently stepped down. He's more doing uh, supportive fundraising and focusing on um, some other efforts to show that he has. And they brought in a new president, but he, the reason I love this guy in this organization is they actually made a difference on bringing back liberties. He pushes back against the Republican and well, the Democrat party for sure, but also the Republican party on making sure that we they aren't encroaching the legislation isn't encroaching on our liberties and during covid they were actually able to stop the mandates they uh, and they forced all the republicans cuz they were all supporting it too they forced the republicans to get on the side of liberty it fundamentally changed things in this state and they were the ones fighting for the to drop the mask mandates. This all this stuff, and he they have an action network. They know how to do this. It's something I think sh- that should be across the country. He was motivated to do this when Ron Paul. It was like 2012 when Ron Paul was running for president, and they figured out how to to control the caucus enough so that Ron Paul could win and get the get the people out there to vote for him and make sure it wasn't corrupted. And Ron Paul won the Minnesota caucus back in 2012. And so he knows how to do these things and how to get liberty minded politicians into office or people who talk that talk to force them to back that talk with action and their voting, how they're gonna vote for stuff. Such a great organization when it comes to that. They have enemies on all sides. A lot of the rhinos don't like them, which means that he has something good going on. And I highly recommend that if you don't have a liberty oriented organization in your state to contact them because they're willing to fly out there they're willing to teach people. I actually told him I think that it needs to be a national organization and he wants to focus on the state. So he'll talk all about this. I think it's it's great. So, but it's a more political show than I usually do because he's a political operative. I mean, these people really are in the trenches trying to make things happen. I don't agree with everything he says and everything he his views on everything, but it's not that's not the point. I 100% agree with him on our right to liberty and freedom if you're someone that agrees with everyone's right to liberty and these basic freedoms then you don't have to agree on everything with everybody i mean you don't have to agree with different opinions on religion or i don't know so many issues if you care about liberty and freedom so anyways, this is a really great person to introduce you to if you have not heard of him before. He has a show called The Truth Hurts on Rumble. I think they're all over the place now. So I highly recommend you go check that out and see if there's a way that you can create some kind of synergy maybe in your own area. Okay, before I get into the show, I want to talk to you about Dr. Jason Dean's Parasite Protocol. If you have not seen my interview with him, go back and watch that. And he talks about, it was great 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 interview talking about the corruption in the FDA and his experience and just what goes on there. But he also has this parasite protocol. So many issues in our body actually is based on parasites. And all of us are walking around with a ton of parasites. And he claims that if you clean out your parasites, a lot of your health concerns will clear up because so many of those basic, it's a foundational element of your health and you need to get rid of these parasites. And we used to be able to naturally get rid of some of these things, these parasites, but with our food system and what we're bombarded with, our bodies are not able to deal with that. So if you are interested in getting your own parasite protocol. Go to bravetv.store slash Sarah. Use the code Sarah. You can save a little bit of money and join us in this effort to get rid of parasites. Okay, let's get into my show with Jake Dusenberg. Hi, Jake. Welcome back to the program.
0: Well, thanks for having me again.
1: I got to tell you, and I think I've told you this last time, you guys always have a soft spot in my heart because during COVID, you were the only organization, only people standing. I felt like I was an island by myself, not wearing masks, fighting back, doing these things. And then you guys were like this breath of fresh air where I'd get these emails about liberty and the masks being mandates being, you know, not legal and all these things. I, I was so, you were like my can I say it? I'll always have a soft spot because you kept me sane during that time. You're <laughs> one of those. I'm so thankful for that. But you have the—you're one of the a few organizations in the country that are the very liberty focused. What do you guys do?
0: Well, you know, COVID is a great example of what we do. So we exist because there's always a defensive fight against people trying to take away our liberty. I personally believe there are global elites that really want to control the population. And I don't just mean America, like all the population. If you're following what's going on in Europe right now with farmers, great. great case in point. So COVID was almost like testing grounds for what they want to do. So it's like, why did we resist the mask? Okay. Okay. We knew the mask was not effective. We knew it wasn't effective. That's right. Because of science, but also because Fauci said it wasn't effective initially. And then he ends up talking about double masking, cloth masks, by the way, not N95s, cloth masks. That's what they told us to wear, cloth masks. So um, we saw what that was. We saw that was controlling the population. If you can put on something that does absolutely zero to protect you, Because somebody in the government, some official, some scientist says to do it. Then what you're doing is you're complying with something that's going to be much, much worse down the road. And we saw really quickly what the much worse was. Go ahead and roll up that sleeve and take that jab. Right. It's experimental. This hasn't been tested. We don't even know if it's going to stop the spread of COVID, which came out later. So go do that. So it's like, why resist the mask mandate? It was for that very reason. It was it was basically a lie, and we're not going to comply with a lie, because if we do, then they actually are controlling us in some nature, and it's just stepping stones to something that's going to be much worse. I think, honestly, people need to read history when things like this happen, because— it's not like these are new ideas by these people it's actually something that's been done many times in history soviet union just a great case in point i i I actually read the gulag archipelago for the first time during COVID. i was like ah well that's interesting that that's kind of what they're doing right there so these are old ideas being recycled and so what action for liberty does is we identify these kind of threats to our liberty And then what we do is we take a totally different approach as everyone else in politics. Instead of just, you know, barking and screaming about what the left is doing, we say it's actually a problem on both sides of the aisle. This is what they're doing to you. And we'll tell you what you can do to get activated and mobilized to take back your liberty and stop these guys. And so I'm happy to say that we actually stopped Governor Walls' emergency powers in Minnesota because uh people that aren't from Minnesota, we had a Democrat governor that literally shut down the state of Minnesota, just like Gavin Newsom or Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah. He's just not as popular as those guys. And then we stopped we we made sure that vaccine mandates was Poisonous, like in minnesota like they couldn't even enforce this stuff both sides of the political aisle didn't end up touching it in 2022 and and saved i think a lot of people for that reason
1: i think you saved a lot of lives and you are actually making a difference i went on dave janda's operation freedom after the last time you're on my show and i was telling people they need to look at your organization because you are making a difference and It would be good to have a liberty-minded organization all around the country because most places, most organizations are aligned with one political party or the other. They're not focused on just liberty. And that is missing. It's just missing.
0: And, And people have to understand, both parties are very corrupt. There's this audio that got leaked last night. Carrie Lake is talking to the GOP chair in Arizona and he's basically trying to buy her off, okay? And we teach when we do our trainings, like the the levels that the, the uh, establishment will use to silence you, right? Because you're trying to get liberty and they're trying to control you. And eventually one of the levels is to buy off. So Carrie Lake's got a recording. I don't know who leaked it, but uh somebody leaked this audio and it's basically him saying what is the dollar amount the people out east referencing washington dc want you not in the senate race i think this goes back to about a year ago yeah so they were trying to get ahead of the the storm that was coming for them and it's like that is that's those are republicans by the way now they're not i mean
1: they're not really what does republican, a republican even mean yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean they don't really follow their own platforms. The Democrats don't even follow. I mean, they none of them follow their own platforms. But she that's the blackmail. Now the good that she didn't do it because once you do it, now you're stuck. You're blackmailed. Mm -hmm. They control you from then going going forward.
0: And she sounded awesome on that audio, like standing up to him. Now she kept her cool and was still conversational. Like I could tell you about the things that have happened to me. To my knowledge, I don't think anyone's ever tried to buy me off. Um, I know I had a donation once that was going to come with strings attached and we walked away from it, but uh, we've had, you know, the campaign finance board with a bunch of uh, ridiculous complaints against us and we beat these guys. We've had the gambling board come after us, beat those guys. I've had city administrators send threatening letters. We've had a lot of things that they've done to us. Um, What I find is if patriots rise up in resisting, I think there's too many weak men on the Republican side, which if you think about that, the left's really in trouble because there's a lot of weak men. Oh, well, actually, they don't even know what a man is over there. But we need to be strong men. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah, we need to be strong men, strong leaders and stand up against this stuff. I mean, Trump shows you the path, right? You know, love or hate the guy, the guy is pretty damn strong and, and stands up to the bullies. And that's what we have to do because there's just too many of us that can't stop us, right? So if we rise up, the patriots in this country, great things will happen. And just for all the feds that are watching, I don't mean take up arms against the federal government. I'm saying literally you 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 get involved in the political process. That changes the dynamics overnight because in the end of the day, these politicians all are making a calculation If I do this, if I do A or B, will it affect how I get real or affect my reelection? That's all the calculation they're making. And they know that if they do something that's very unpopular with the people, it's going to hurt their chance of getting reelected. And so we can actually affect that calculation that they're making by getting active. But if we sit at home and just complain all day long and yell at the TV, if you're still watching the TV, by the way, yell at the internet, it's not going to make a difference, right? I mean, I think it's still important that you have your show. We have our Truth heard show. It's very important to have these things. But if it doesn't lead to people actually getting involved, that they're just going to sit at home and do nothing about it, that's how the political establishment wins. And so I'm actually very optimistic because I see people rising up and doing something about it. We've shown here at Action for Liberty we can do that.
1: That's right. And you guys are a leader in that. There's new mask mandates that are coming through just this past week. And you would have a good hand in them pulling them back. Can you talk about that? You know, I don't even,
0: deal. I don't even know if it was us. I mean, So we reported on Children's Min- Minnesota, which had this new mandate come up. You can go to actionforlabor.com and see the story. And uh, it, it said all patient care interactions, masks were going to be mandated. Cloth masks, right? Anti-science, they don't do anything. And within 24 hours of us reporting on this, they changed the policy. I had someone say, hey, I just went to the website. And it doesn't say that. Luckily, we had the screenshot in an article. I, I'd like to take credit, you know, because I think weird news is effective. But I just – I get the feeling what actually happened in the end was the employees there and maybe some of the uh, patients Doctors said, stuff, are yeah. you – yeah, are you kidding me? This is this is so dumb. We're not going to do this, right? And they rose up, and they changed that policy really quick. In fact, it, it got changed the day the policy was supposed to be implemented, which I think was January 16th. So – I think that's a great story. And I think this stuff can happen all over. Look, how can I not be bullish about what's going on here? Bud Light screws up and they feel the pain. Target screws up and they feel the pain. Sean Strickland is like getting huge crowds of people following him in the UFC. I see this like great resistance. And I don't even know what the heck you want to call us, the common sense people, right? Because <laughs> it's what it not is necessarily just right. Sense.
1: Yeah, right. it's not like,
0: yeah, keep going. Well, I mean, that's it. It's like the common sense is starting to prevail. The new media is working. You know, we're all we're invested in Rumble, right? We're we're putting our chips in that basket. You know, two years ago, uh, YouTube's always kicking us off, right? We didn't have a really good alternative. Now we have an alternative. New media is thriving. Elon Musk, I don't know if if he's got good in his heart in the end of the day, but there's a seismic shift in the world when he buys Twitter because now the government can't affect all the big social media platforms that's huge right that, that Tucker is huge. Carlson's release Tucker Carlson's release from Fox News the corporate media and now he can actually go tell the truth so it's like there are some huge things happening and I'm very bullish on it
1: yeah there are i'm not necessarily sure of how much of this is like a soft they know that they're losing so they're going to do a soft kind of retakeover i don't know i don't trust them right but, mm-hmm. and you can't, we've seen so much, but yeah, I think we're seeing some good things. You, um, recently, you started this organization, but now you've recently stepped back and someone else is going to lead and you're going to focus on some other activities. Are you going to try to go national with your program and structure?
0: Yeah. So people can check it out. Truth hurts show. It's on uh, rumble. It's on all the platforms. Cause you know, you could put up up platforms, but we kind of joke when YouTube takes us down again. (laughs) Yeah.
1: YouTube. I just got my second (laughs) strike on my third channel. I mean, there's just, it's not happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's a time where you got to be careful. And we just said, you know what? Screw it. If they like permanently delete us, it's, it is what it is. We're not, I mean, our audience left YouTube. I mean, we were drawing okay audiences and then it just like, it's ridiculous. We can't you can't do it. So look up truth Hurt show. We do Tuesdays and Thursdays at one o'clock. We got mega Jesse. See, I'm not like necessarily just this big Trump guy. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy that it's like, Hey, I think DeSantis let's, let's find somebody new. So I got mega Jesse who's does a program with me and he's a riot, right? He's always like, well, Trump, he's doing 40 he's chess pure. This is his next move.
1: Yeah. Isn't he pure core, hardcore Trump guy? And he's great. Kind so, of More just a Liberty. Let's look for the Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we got this good dynamic. It's a hang. It's a lot of fun. We do it live. We read your comments. People do rumble rants. They can interrupt us. It's a ton of fun. Uh, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't fun, and I wouldn't be doing it if there's no one watching. So it's a lot of fun for us. So check it out. Truth Hurts. Um, so Action for Liberty, I founded with some um, uh, a good patriot, Jack Rogers, back in 2013. Uh, so 10 years is a long time to do something, and I was trying to, like move on with some other things in my life in 2020 and then COVID happened. And I'm telling you March 13th, when they shut down the world, you know, it took all of us a couple days to see, Hey, what's going on. This is crazy. The world's changing. And then we saw the governor here in Minnesota shut down our economy and say, you yeah. got to stay home. Otherwise yeah. you get arrested. And we're like, this is the fight right here. That's how quickly we were on top of this. We had forced a vote in the Minnesota legislature by April 14th of 2020. So, and, and by the way, there was the majority of Republicans voting against that. We cleaned that up real quick. We got to vote two weeks later, April 28th, and all Republicans were on board. It's amazing what you could do when you put the pressure on these guys and expose them to their voters.
1: Well, that's why I would like to see your organization and how you guys run yourself be more um, national. Not, not I don't want to see Action for Liberty leaving Minnesota for any. I mean, as long as I'm there, I don't want to see it leaving. But it really needs to be something across the country and people can learn from what you're doing. I mean, you actually made a difference in these votes. Now I, I personally believe that, um, Scott Jensen won the race. I think there was some funny business going on. Um, and so there's more. to be no, I disagree done. with that by the way. That's fine. I, I don't, I think he did, but uh, because well, why do you think that anom- there's anomalies in the, um, In the data and to me when there's anomalies that tells me there's cheating and i you know we
0: we we actually we we invested in a voter database
1: are you tired of supporting globalist agendas with your hard-earned money sick of the impersonal big box store experience concerned about the safety of everyday products you use at home look no further the freedom buying club is here to revolutionize the way you shop and live Say goodbye to questionable ingredients and harmful chemicals. They provide a carefully curated selection of safe and non toxic everyday products from fluoride free toothpaste to safe cleaning supplies. Your health and well being matter. And my new favorite is their all natural beef selection. Taste the difference with their premium all natural beef. Their commitment to quality means you savor every bite with confidence no hormones no antibiotics just pure delicious goodness and the best part is it's delivered right to your door enjoy the convenience of doorstep delivery no more endless aisles or crowded checkout lines they bring your selection straight to your home saving you time and hassle Join the Freedom Buying Club today and embrace a new era of shopping where you have the power to make choices that align with your values. Take control of your purchases, support local businesses, and prioritize your well-being. Your gateway to independence is just one click away. So I urge you to go to their website at freedombuyingclub.com and you can start your independence today.
0: Like we have the whole voter file. We've looked into this stuff, right? There's no mass anomalies. Now, if there was, there's high corruption, the Secretary of State takes the actual list of people who votes, are voting, and then they cut it off, and then they give the the file to the public. It would be a pretty big conspiracy, and a lot of people would be going to prison if that was ever uncovered. So we're only getting the file that the Secretary of State gives us, but we're not seeing those anomalies. So, I, And I'm obviously in the camp of let's find any corruption and any oh. cheating. There is cheating, by the way. It's just to what level is it? I mean, I think Scott Jensen no poll was showing that he was going to win that race. I mean, Trafalgar group but they were such an outlier. So I yeah, I, I don't I know. He,
1: I think well, I mean, there's a different topic. We can talk about it differently, but I I just see some of the out, the we have more um we're more of a red state than than we're given credit for and I think right. there was a lot of the outer there was anomalies on the outer uh counties and I also think even if you got the end result database, you 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 have to track the votes from the initiation to the end to see if they were changed. And so, unless you have, we
0: could do that. By the way,
1: that's what we need to do. Because I could be wrong. No, we can. We we can with our
0: system. You did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
1: you were able to, and you could tell, like from the very first stance to the end, that votes weren't changed that there weren't illegal ballots being put in the boxes. I mean, I just don't trust. The,
0: there's there's actually a code uh, if someone hands in a uh, um, uh, an absentee ballot by person, right? If they vote twice, there's a, I, I don't know if code's the right term. I'd have to ask the data guy. But even those cases, it's not enough to actually swing the election. I mean, the closest election here in Minnesota for the state was uh was Ryan Wilson in the auditor race? I think it was like nine thousand votes. So, you know, it it what the the amount that we're talking about. I think in the duplicate votes was in the hundreds. Which, by the way, we looked at some of the close legislative races to see if there was that number. We're still looking at the data. By the way, this is not conclusive. We're gonna look for it. Someone's got to do it, and that's one of the big things that we've taken on. I'm just telling you, I've actually looked at these numbers, and I've listened to the people that think there's cheating. I haven't seen it, unfortunately. Let me give you another hypothesis. How about we look internally to the apparatus of the Republican Party in Minnesota and see how poorly they are doing? They were out... Fundraised, I think it was, it was at least three to one. If you look at all the Democrat fundraising versus Republican, it's at least three to one. I think it's much larger. It's kind of hard to measure some of the five hundred one c four organizations that put money in the game and it's not being reported by the the campaign finance board. You have a Republican party that really stands for nothing these days. A very weak poor leader, actually very anti grassroots. David Han in the in the chairmanship part of it. Scott Jensen, you have to look at him as a weak candidate. These guys sold out their base. They literally told us that abortion was a constitutional right and they're not going to do anything about it. It's up to the Supreme Court. That's the talking point. We broke that story last fall. That's the talking point to the base. Now, the one thing you got to learn in politics is you don't piss off your base you got to you got to energize your base first before you start moving into the independence there's 33% of the population they don't see the world the way you are don't waste any money trying to flip those votes they're not going to flip the first thing you got to do is you got to get to your base and when you tell your base well, we're really not pro-life. And Scott Jensen penned a uh, column in the Star Tribune after the election. I think it was maybe even the beginning of uh, 2023 saying, we need to rethink our position on abortion. Like, what are you talking about? So, you know, we could easily just say, oh, yeah, it's cheating. But the reality is the party apparatus being so weak, being out-fundraised, no good infrastructure, and the candidates – and the talking points come from the candidates that weaken the actual organic base getting out there and doing the work. That's really why we are winning those those uh, statewide elections. And we're so raised or close right now with the like the legislative races. I mean, if people aren't from Minnesota, the Democrats have a trifecta here. But it came down to 321 votes. I mean, it could easily go back Republican. That's a different set of problems and a lot of reasons for that. And I think it might even switch here in 2024. But in terms of the general election, it's so easy for us to say it's cheating. It's not, in my opinion, and we've looked at the data, it's more explained by the apparatus of the parties and by the talking points and the weak candidates.
1: Well, how much do you, and that's fair. I mean, I just want to know what the truth is because you can't fix things unless you know what the truth is. How much of the other states, you know, nationwide, because I know you think nationwide a lot and you talk Mm -hmm. about nationwide, how much of this is just a problem everywhere?
0: Well, that's a great point. Florida is not a problem, right? Florida, DeSantis won by 20 points and that state went Obama in 2012. Like, there's a success story. That's why a lot of guys like me are like, let's hope DeSantis does so good. It's funny. I'm starting to call him DeSantis again. I just started calling him DeSantis. That's how good of a messenger Donald Trump is, right? The sanctimonious. (laughs) But I guess it's retired now, so we don't say that anymore. But, you know, that was like that breath of fresh air. He flipped a Obama state to a 20-point margin. So Florida's got a good thing going on, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Michigan doesn't. Michigan just literally is in chaos their image or their well I guess would be am my GOP right and that's a swing state too that's very important so um yeah it, it really differs state to state I've talked to people in Texas and it's like Texas's GOP is very organized people like pay money campaigning for internal party positions to me that's like a foreign concept in Minnesota maybe if you're a national delegate, they're running for national delegate at a state convention and in a and a uh, presidential year, you might spend some money, but you don't usually spend money campaigning for party positions. Yeah, wow. and so yeah, oh. it's it, it it's state by state. It's way different. Of course, we all know the RNC is not led by a grassroots person, so um, so there's problems with the RNC, but. Well, I the think whole they're
1: Republican, more... the Republican Party is lost, right? Isn't there kind right. of a big movement that's the middle that's coming? Because I, I can't tell you how many Democrats I think are falling off and saying their party left them. And so there's this huge middle ground. And I think that candidates that are more libertarian oriented actually probably could get them.
0: Oh, yeah, 100 percent. You know, um, I mean, Trump's going to get them.
1: The, yeah, Trump's
0: already he... doing that.
1: Because he's not super. Trump was never really that conservative, was he? Right. He was. He's kind of in the middle, and right. he just doesn't talk. He for the a lot of people he he's on a he politically he says things that uh, frustrate people. I don't really care. I look at actions, so I don't care. But yeah. he says stuff that people frown upon, and so that pulls people away. What do you think about that?
0: Well, you're right on the money. I mean, the guy's great messaging. He literally. Uh we were just talking about this on our show from day one, he put DeSantis in a box and he, and DeSantis couldn't get out of that. Like that was his biggest threat, you know, bird brain, Nikki, Nikki Haley's not really a threat. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Actually. She's just going to continue on after New Hampshire. She's now going to go to South Carolina, get crushed in her own state. Right.
1: Well, there is so a closer, he's... I mean, it was 52 to 43 or something. And it, it shows what they're banking on is the showing the the difference is getting smaller. Do you think this is just an anomaly at, at New Hampshire? then?
0: Well, they spent all the money in New Hampshire. I think mm-hmm. the totals are like, I think 50 million I saw this morning, something like that. All the pro Nikki Haley um, parts. Uh, when there was a poll, and we showed this again on the show yesterday, um, internals of a poll that showed that 65% of registered Republicans were going to go Trump. So Nikki Haley was pulling people from the left. I mean, unless the Democrats had there's a hilarious thing. What's that?
1: I said, there's not enough people that are going to be Democrats that are going to make up that. They're just not going to vote. For well,
0: them. they didn't have anything going on. They had a, a pathetic write-in campaign for Biden. Like th- There wasn't this big motivation by the left uh, in their primary. In fact, the DNC doesn't even recognize the New Hampshire primary. I know the, that's crazy. Yeah, they got to save democracy by ignoring voters.
1: Well, what do they do? They just the whole <laughs> state doesn't get a say.
0: Yeah, I, I mean you know Florida. I mean? Yeah, Florida. They don't even allow uh, Dean Phillips to uh, to to be on the ballot. I mean, the the Democrat Party is running on we need to save democracy, and they literally couldn't be more anti-democratic. The whole process is just to crown Biden. I think they're crowning Biden here to root out all potential challengers that aren't blessed by the, uh, the, the kingmakers and, uh, and then essentially going to go to the convention in August, and then they're going to probably crown Michelle Obama. It could be Gavin Newsom, but probably Michelle Obama as their candidate, Michelle Obama comes out with instant likability and name ID. It's the same infrastructure, the Obama-Biden infrastructure because that's how you actually get on the ballot is who emerges from the conventions so they're going to come out of the convention with a different candidate and for health reasons or whatever it's going to be Joe Biden's unable to run right but people but you're not vote going to do this him?
1: they're not going to What's do it until it? the convention so they don't have to go through all the so yeah it's i mean they be like coronated without yes. any voter voter input
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, so they're anti democratic. I mean, I think people have got to be onto the con of the Democrat Party after Bernie Sanders, what they did to him two election cycles in a row. It's like you can do the process right, become a delegate for the DNC, and then you can go to the convention and you might have the plurality, but there's this thing called super delegates. They got these super delegates, it's hilarious, and they have more power than you. They're really the ones that get to choose. So it's who actually performs at the convention. And the conventions are a joke, by the way, they're they're not real conventions and both sides, Republican and Democrat, but the Democrats really bad. And so that's who's going to I think they're I mean, I could see this happen after like Super Tuesday, after the plurality of states have happened, that maybe they make the switch, especially if it's Gavin Newsom that they're picking to replace him with, because with Gavin Newsom, you got to have more time to get the name idea out there. Cause you know, if you merge out of the uh, August convention, you only have a couple months before people are voting. So that's why Michelle Obama to me was the pick because it's not like they need to promote the Obama name. Everyone knows who Michelle Obama is, right? She's got a best-selling book. She's, uh, she, she's married to the president. She was in the white house as the first lady for eight years. Right. The only reason I'm not so certain on this pick is because I don't know her personally. So maybe she doesn't actually want to do it, but there is a, uh, a clip of uh, a Barack Obama saying, "I would love to be the presidency if I didn't have to do all the you know yeah, front-facing stuff." Yeah. yeah, like run so it's everything like, wow. <laughs> from
1: behind, almost like what he's doing now. <laughs>
0: right, exactly. Yeah. And you gotta, you can't ignore the fact that it's the same infrastructure, the Biden Obama infrastructure. It's the easiest thing to pass off the hat to her, and so that's why I would predict it's her. If it's not going to be Michelle Obama, then maybe what they do is after the plurality of states um have voted in their primaries. So we're talking about like May time frame. Then uh Biden's got this health scare and he can't run. They'll have a doctor say he's not fit to run or something like that. And then what they'll do is uh Gavin Newsom, um, because I would imagine it'd be the next pick, announces his campaign. And then he starts building that name ID nationally and then it's still decided in the convention. But all those Biden delegates you know, they're going to coordinate this and, and, and crown him. But I still think the better chances they go to that August convention and they merge out of convention because then it stops any potential challenges to Biden. Because if they do this ahead of time, then, you know, the Dean Phillips is the world That's or, um, right. you know, even RFK could get back in. I guess maybe I don't know if you could get back in at the Democrat Democrats. I actually don't know that part, but you could get another big name Democrat. How uh, Bernie Sanders and amount to campaign and they got months of time to build up that infrastructure and get to those delegates to win in the, in the convention. So if they do it ahead of time, it kind of risks that if they, they have the house scare right before the convention, there's no time for someone to launch a presidential campaign and not, you know, Neil Shaw, who, which we, I wish we would have picked him as governor for Minnesota when he was I starting his him, campaign, by the
1: way, but keep going.
0: Great interview, right? Yeah. Great, yeah. Smart Smart yeah. mind, medicine, medicine too, and a doctor on our side. Yeah, he was looking at this gubernatorial campaign, and he's like, "It's like essentially you got to start a multi-million-dollar company in a short amount of time. Like it's it's almost an impossible feat." That's why you don't generally see outsiders get into politics because at least the people that've been in politics for a while have some bit of an infrastructure. They have political people that are with them, or they get name ID. And it's a great point. So it's like now if your presidential campaign, what is that? A billion dollar company you got to start within months? Like, how, how do you do that before the the convention? So that's why I think they're going to just pick at that convention. I mean, <laughs> we're here in January 2024. And I don't think I'm crazy. I think a lot of people join me in saying, I'm not certain it's Biden and Trump on the ballot in November. Um, what? And I'm not even convinced it's gonna be Trump because there's a lot of things they could do to him too.
1: Well, that, that is true, and we do know they're going to do everything. Do you think that – oh, i got a lot of questions with this. Okay, so you don't think Biden – it could be a Biden-Trump run-up. You think Biden is just too old to – I mean, because his last campaign was so pathetic, and they just can't do that again.
0: Yeah, I mean, they – I think if they thought Biden could win – they would do it because isn't this the most beautiful thing? You've got this numb nuts who literally isn't <laughs> is not getting in the way. Yeah, I mean you've seen it, you've seen the video. This he I, just
1: does what he's told.
0: This almost sounds crazy, and I say this all the time on on the Truth hurt show. There's this video of the Easter Bunny redirecting the president when he's trying to talk to the media. Have you seen that video?
1: I haven't, but I mean it's, it's-
0: nuts. It's it's almost like I'm making this up. <laughs> but you can watch Biden on Easter on the on the White House lawn, goes up and talks to the press pool. And they start asking him, and I think it was about Afghanistan, but I, I don't remember for sure. And they start asking him a tough question. And the Easter bunny goes, whoa, waves off the president, takes him and redirects him. Like the <laughs> Who's in the Easter Bunny costume, first of all, right? It's <laughs> like, real. I thought it was like a little
1: spoof thing where they put It's not together. a spoof.
0: No, it's not a spoof. <laughs> okay. It's literally happened. I remember watching that video. I'm like, I can't believe this. Like, who is in this Easter Bunny costume? They redirect him and push them this way. It's like, I mean, even the Easter Bunny's controlling controlling uh, the president of the United States. It's so nuts. Now, obviously, I, I'm being a little facetious there, but somebody's dressed up in this thing. So literally, isn't this the wonderful, a wonderful thing for the the guys pulling the strings that you got a guy that's not getting in the way and doing what you're saying? Like, I, I like how Biden, old school Biden, right? That's why people like Joe Biden. He was a down to earth. That's malarkey. You know, he, he'd get in people's face. He's like the, the blue collar champion. You think this guy gives a shit about transgender stuff? No. And then he's getting interviewed by that, uh. Uh, what was the uh, Bud Light person? Um,
1: oh, he was there with the what's her what's his name? Um, the,
0: oh, that yeah. was very PC of you. Her name, yeah. <laughs> what are Dylan we, Mulvaney? Oh, Is it Dylan, Dylan Mulvaney? Mulvaney? Yeah, her yeah, name.
1: whatever. <laughs>
0: Dawson's give me a thumbs up. <laughs> so
1: I can't. He's getting interviewed by Dylan. Shoot. I'm sorry, I can't change their pronoun when I know what they are. But keep going.
0: Right, right. No, it's tricky, right? You got to keep the stuff in order. So he's there with Dylan Mul- Mulvaney. He's just like, yeah, I really love your struggle and all that. Because like he doesn't give a shit about this person. He's just doing what he's told to do. That's right. So yeah, I mean, by and he's been not terrible president. I mean, literally, like taking stuff way in the wrong direction. I don't think he's running the show, and that's scary. So I think they would do this again if he could win the problem and people are ignoring what Dean Phillips is saying, but Dean Phillips is right. Like, Oh my God, Democrats, we're going to lose this election to Donald Trump. Cause that's what the polls are showing. And so that's why I think they're going to make this move is it's just going to get worse and worse for Biden. I mean, his numbers are so terrible right now. They can't lose. They, they absolutely do not want to lose the presidency. And so that's why I think they're going to make this move.
1: You know, I'm going to I'm going to throw in this conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You know, people say that Biden's not really Biden anymore. And my thing is, if that's true, then why would they put such a crappy substitute in for Biden <laughs> you know what I mean, if they were <laughs> it's like, can't they? Find... I mean, at the beginning, because they claim it was right away, you know, and they have all this threat out there. I'm like, well, then why is he so bad? You know, why wouldn't they get <laughs> why? How do you find another fumbling fool?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know what I mean? It's a like, good point. It's, <laughs> like, Biden. I mean, let's just be honest, it's Biden. Like, uh, you know, guy think, gets older, I, his skin droops, it pulls down the ears and stuff like that. I've well, seen I
1: mean, that. Yeah. any yeah. all politicians probably have a body, body double at certain points. You know, I mean, I, I wouldn't, we know other countries do it. We probably do it too for certain things. I, I could see some like that, but that doesn't mean. I don't know. I just got on a side trip because I, I just every time I hear stories about Biden, I'm like, there's no way. Because how yeah. can you be so bad at switching on? out? But, anyways, <laughs> it's it's funny. Okay.
0: Uh, conspiracies are fun, aren't they? they now, they Big Mike, fun. that's true. That one's true. No. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know what's true or not. I always on my show, I don't, I we've kind of hinted at some of that stuff, but I don't know. There's some information out there that's kind of interesting. So people are like, oh, no. But and and then there's and then there's that information that came out on um Obama that he's gay, you know, in the book. I don't know, there was a book that came out.
0: It wouldn't be the first married man that's gay, right? So, you know, it doesn't mean Michelle is a man, but it could be very true. That does seem like there's some evidence. Tucker actually had that interview with a uh, a gay liaison that I think uh yeah. Yeah. was with Brockham. Yeah. But
1: Yeah, yeah. well, what's <laughs> again? it's conspiracy it's fun and yeah, there is information fun. that that goes well maybe wait, wait, wait. some people dug into it they know you know
0: well but- and we've been lied to so much so That's i have a little right. bit of empathy for people that are going down those rattles because there is i mean there are conspiracies like l- literally what happened with the vaccine was a conspiracy like if they're this-
1: willing to do that i think it yeah. could almost do anything
0: Right. Now, people think it's a depopulation, which the, certainly there are people like the Bill Gates of the world that do believe in it. I think it's more explained by profit-seeking. I mean, if you've got the federal government, which can literally just print money and buy up your supply, that's the ultimate right there. So to me, profit explains the the money-making business here with um, – with, uh, Pfizer and Moderna selling their vaccine. Well,
1: I think for the big pharma companies for certain, but when you look at like some of these globalists and you look at what they write and they talk about, and it's been documented for a long time, they do want to yeah. be
0: populated. You know, they talk oh, about. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. It's all yeah. over their writings. So it's not like we're making this up.
0: Yeah, yeah no, no, there's, they, they, they actually, it's a crazy theory that we're overpopulated. And if you look at the trends right now, the, so, to, to replace, um, uh, uh, yourself or basically your wife, uh, it, it's a, it's a 2.1% or 2.1 replacement essentially. Two, two and,
1: people need to have 2.1 kids in order. Co- to,
0: correct. Yeah. Because yeah. you have people that don't have kids and stuff like that. And, you know, so luckily I'm doing my part. I have three, three sons. Um, but most people aren't doing that, right. They're, they're actually, well, first of all younger kids aren't getting married that much these days that's going down and then you actually have quite a bit of people that are not having two kids some people not even having any kids That's right. so and we're not the worst china china's got a big problem because they went one direction one kid and one sex right that's a real demographic demographic problem japan's got a real problem so we actually don't have an overpopulation problem we're going to peak at like 9 billion and then it's going to start coming down um but these guys there are some nutcases that want to depopulate the planet and they certainly want more control over us too so i mean that's what the climate change agenda is right that's right it's more control
1: well and the problem they're so, the ones in charge i mean they they've worked their way up to being in positions of power while we were sleeping the most nut jobby people in the world gotten into those positions
0: yeah but i think a lot of those guys are just pawns you know they're just uh you know they're the they're the puppets like the people pulling the strings are the i think it's the old money right
1: the central bankers yeah
0: yeah yeah it's like uh it's like elon musk is the wealthiest man on the planet but it's not like he's in on this this is new money right even well, bill gates he's is not
1: the wealthiest because the people who are the wealthiest aren't in those
0: those lists. No, I, I think well, I mean th- there's a chance like Putin's above him. There's a chance there's uh royalty that you can't measure it that well, well. And some
1: of these central banker fa- banking families
0: have more money. Yeah, but them. I don't think they actually. I don't. I don't think they have more money, right? Oh, really? But they don't okay. need to. Yeah, I don't think they need to because remember, there. If you control the banking industry, right? Like literally, when the government prints, or I'm sorry, when the Fed prints money out thin air and the banks make an interest rate off of this newly created money meaning that there was no real savings behind it so any profit or any interest that you get on it even if it's 15 basis points like 0.15% that's just pure profit right they're they're always winning on it yep so Elon Musk he might be the wealthiest man on the planet but you know Tesla could go bankrupt and the so he's actually got risk he's got massive risk And Twitter, I guess, is a big part of his holdings now, too. Um, So he's got enormous risk. The bankers don't, right? They've set themselves up to always be wealthy. So it doesn't matter if they're on the top of the Forbes 100 list. They're fine. I mean, what is is wealth after a billion dollars anyhow? Like, you can't even spend a billion dollars, right? Like that, all the, like Elon Musk's wealth is in Tesla stock for the most part. What does that even mean? It's His not like, is
1: tied up. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's tied up. So these guys, they're just fine. You don't need to be on the top of the Forbes magazine. Well, look at this. Bill Gates went to, to Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein's Island, right? Bill Gates at the time was probably the wealthiest man on the planet. He's not running the show. Now that goofy guy is trying to do really bad things. But there's like a tier above Bill Gates. And I, I think it, to me, and once again, this is all speculation, but it's like, it's got to be that old money, right? It's the old money, the people that have been in a position where their wealth is going to always be there, Bill Gates let's control guys like that. And that's why you bring him to Jeffrey Epstein's Island. And it's funny. Like, what did Melinda know? Like what? Well, that was a pretty interesting divorce many years ago. And it was speculated. That was because of his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. And we know what speaking of conspiracies, we know what Jeffrey Epstein was. We don't know who he was working for, but we know that guy was gathering information on some of the world's most powerful people to basically blackmail these guys to do the bidding of somebody. That's right. I mean, that's who Jeffrey Epstein was and he didn't kill himself in jail. So yeah.
1: Well there you go. At- if you he- want to go
0: down that rat hole, there you go. That's the rat hole.
1: <laughs> that is that is a rabbit hole. I was at Jim Rothstein, James Rothstein's house, he's Jimmy Boots, and he's taken down more pedophiles. And he was a New York cop and then detective. And then he's got promoted many times. And then he ended up working with the, the first Pope John Paul to clean up the church. The Pope got killed like within 30 days. But I was at his house when Jeff or when Jeffrey Epstein the news broke that he committed suicide. And, you know, we were talking about, it. I did an interview with him and he said, Sarah, this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of Epstein operations out there. And he knows because that's what he did. And, yeah. uh, it was very interesting. And so we, it, but it, you know, when you look at the Carrie Lake situation, what's behind that, you know, what, what were they trying to do? Is that their first, you know, she's very hard to control. And then once you pay her off now she's done.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's at that level of what we're just describing these global leaders. It's probably just the people at the you know, at the uh, Senate, whatever the I can't think of what the Senate fund is. Um but the higher-ups in the Senate or the higher-ups in uh, the Republican Party that go, "We don't think she's going to win, so we want to let make her go or we don't we don't like what agenda she's going to push." I I don't know. I mean, maybe it's as high as whatever this level is that we're describing, but I I bet that's not. It's such a pathetic attempt, but this is, this is what they do, right? The game, the game is for the most part rigged against us, except for we are literally still a Republic. And if we, if we resist, great things can happen. Look, Donald Trump, the the system was rigged against him in 2016 and he won. It Mm -hmm. shocked the world, right? Um, and we could get, look at examples. Argentina is another good example. There's a lot of things where people are pushing back and they're being successful. So we can we can't win if we do nothing about it. If we sit at home, complain, yell at the computer, yell at the TV and then don't do anything. That's how we absolutely lose. Right. And so we have to rise up. And I see that happening. That's why I'm very optimistic about the future. I'm not obviously with this conversation. You can tell I'm not ignorant of these big threats that are happening. Right. I know what's going on, knowing it is the first part, but you got to do something about it. And if we rise up, there's just too many of us for them to actually take us out, right? Essentially, the other great thing about America is we have the Second Amendment, and there's a reason we have a Second Amendment. It's because they can't throw us out. They can't take us over. We have the right to keep and bear arms so that government tyrants won't be able to steal our liberty. That's what makes us so unique in this world. Plus, we have the First Amendment, but that wouldn't exist if we didn't have the Second Amendment.
1: Well, they're trying to destroy the First Amendment. The Davos crowd said that misinformation and disinformation, which is you know free speech, that is the biggest threat to the world. So me and you are the biggest threat to the world.
0: We're the biggest threat to the world order that they're trying to inst- instill, and that's 100% true. Yes, we are the biggest threat.
1: To them, that is true. I guess it is a true
0: statement, then. I mean, they're it is 100%. Yeah, we're not (laughs) you and I are not a threat to the world's people because, quite frankly, you know, I look at like what's going on in Israel and I'm like, I'm not pro Israel and I'm not pro Palestine, right? I'm pro the people. That's right. They're following these awful political leaders. Hamas is a terrorist group, these are terrible thugs, and Benjamin Netanyahu is not a great person. They're following it's just like. The sins of the leader shouldn't be the sins of the people. Don't hate America because this goofy Joe Biden is in office making terrible decisions. That's not who we are. We are not a threat to the people of this world, that we're peaceful. We're loving people, right? I have great relationships in my private life, right? The reason I get this reputation in politics is because I'm dealing with the scum of the earth. I'm dealing with the politicians and the the elitists and the media, right? And yes, we are disrupting. We are the biggest threat to those people and good, right? You know, and I love what we do because you got a show and I got a show and, uh, you know, maybe we'll grow and we'll be much larger, but maybe we're not, but we have some bit of influence and there's more and more of us. We can, and because of like rumble, now there's a platform that's not going to cut us off and Twitter, by the way, Twitter is not going to cut us off too. So we're growing and we're going to be more influential. So yeah, we're a big threat to those guys.
1: Well, and you guys have your whole operation. You know how to do it now, which is what people need to learn from you. That's what I like. I was listening to you talk about how you were ready to be done with politics all together. And then Ron Paul, his campaign back in the day got you back into it. Mm-hmm. And what? why? What What about his campaign and him got you to do what you're doing?
0: Well, you know, I think once again, like I was saying, you got to identify the problem. And politicians weren't identifying the problem Ron Paul did was said, Hey, look, our foreign policy doesn't make sense. Now I, I was in the, I was an officer in the army, right? I served in Iraq and Kosovo. So I actually saw it firsthand. So when Ron Paul, and there was a reason he got more donations from people in the military than any other candidate in 2012 is because a lot of us saw this firsthand, how ridiculous this war effort was, right? If someone's coming across the border well, actually, that, that is happening. Jeez. You know, <laughs> it doesn't take much for a guy like me to take up arms and defend our country, right? But when you start sending us over to the Balkans, to the Middle East, for things that are really not helping the liberty and protecting our people back at home, that's where I got a problem. So Ron Paul eloquently described that problem. And the other thing he did that I had never seen before— because I was also a financial advisor, I was uh, a Minnesota Army National Guard officer. So, you know, part time. <laughs> that part time was very full time those time in that time frame. Yeah. But you know, I was also a financial advisor, and I would see the manipulation of interest rates, and. It didn't have to be that way, right? So he talked about monetary policy. So he eloquently talked about the problem, and then the Ron Paul campaign said there's something we could do about it, and they talked about going to caucuses. Minnesota was a caucus state. Ron Paul won Minnesota. He won the delegates because they we got involved and went to the caucus, became delegates, got elected to become state delegates, took over the state convention. So it was a great example of how people could rise up and do something about it. And then that morphed into like a Tea Party movement. I got involved with the Tea Party. Action for Liberty was a Tea Party group. Um, Unfortunately, Tea Party got desecrated because the Republican establishment conned people and overtook the Tea Party and told them, yeah, you got to vote Republican. That's a big con in politics, by the way. It's when you go to a Republican politician and you go, I demand you in vaccine mandates. I demand you uh, give back the surplus or cut taxes. And then the Republican politician goes, yeah, I agree with you. I'm on your side. But you know what? The Democrats are getting in the way. And until we win back the House or until we get a veto-proof Senate or until we get the Supreme Court on our side or whatever the other excuse is, we'll never win. And so then they go, what I need you to do is help me get reelected so we can beat the Democrats because the Democrats are the real enemy. And we go, oh, yeah, shucks. Yeah, the Democrats are the real enemy. Okay. And so then... What did they just do? They did the bait and switch. We went to them saying, you need to do something. And instead we got, they got us doing their objective, which is to get them reelected. It's like the great con and it works all the time. So action for Liberty goes, Hey, no, we want answers from these guys. They're not doing, why would we give you a dime of our money work at all for you? If you're not going to do something about it, you know, this is a great point when it comes to the U.S. House. It's like, what can you know, you talk to a U.S. representative, a Republican representative. They're like, well, the Democrats have a Senate and Biden's in the White House. It's like, what can we do? It's like, oh, I don't know. What could you do? You only have the U.S. Congress. You just you have the U.S. House represents. The largest part of the uh, Article one is the U.S. House represents. I don't know. You only control that. What could you possibly do? I don't know. A lot. That's what right. they, but see, they're not incentivized to do something, they're incentivized to get reelected, and that's the great con in politics. So, we have to be smart and overlook that, and that's what, uh, or look past that. That's what Action for Liberty does. Um, go to actionforliberty.com, you can learn more. We, we just have you were alluding to it before, I don't think I answered it, but, um, you know, I was the president for ten years. We brought on uh, former representative Eric Mortensen, so who's a real champion up at the Capitol for us, real Liberty guy. So he's running the organization now as the president. Um, I'm still involved. I work uh, in the development uh, fundraising department and and promoting action for Liberty as much as possible because I truly believe in the mission. I just had some business projects I'm working on. I had to kind of cut some of my time to the organization, but I'm still all on board. I love the organization because that's how we win: is you get people engaged in the process. You Wake them up to what's going on. And then we actually could turn this thing around. That's why, once again, I'm very optimistic.
1: Okay. So you're more of a libertarian, I think. And you were really fighting for Ron Paul. Ron Paul was kind of hosed over back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's a big deal? They would just skip over him. Remember, they'd do, he'd be running for stuff and then they'd just like ignore him on the media. It was so weird. Like they'd say who was in first and second, they'd skip over him and just show the fourth and fifth places. I mean, it was, unbelievable what they were doing in the media so being on the inside um and seeing how the media works with all this uh, you've seen probably firsthand how the media can't be trusted
0: right yeah i forgot about that there's a great montage video from 2012 where they just ignore ron paul it was a daily show bit yeah john Stewart, john stewart who had talent you know would would do that he'd be like who, who are we forgetting? I don't know. The one Congressman that's been here forever and has been ideologically consistent.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. he literally would just like say the fir- like he'd get third <laughs> or something and they'd say the first two wouldn't say anything. And then you skip over the fourth. I mean, like it was so weird.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not weird if you know what's going no, on. Right? I know it was, <laughs> it was so
1: obvious. It was weird because it was so obvious. And once he pointed it out, I was like, wow, that's so bad.
0: Well, and it's like it's a threat to them because ideas spread and they can't have the ideas of liberty. That's why Ron Paul did so well. You know, you say I'm a libertarian. I I, I can describe myself in so many ways. Libertarian, I'm fine with that. A conservative, I'm fine with that. Right. I'm very socially conservative personally. Right. Um, I'm libertarian in the sense that my belief in governance is that you shouldn't aggress on another individual. Right. So I'm very consistently on that when it comes to foreign policy and nonviolent crimes and stuff like that. And money. But you know, nowadays, I think really what describes where I stand is I'm pro the common guy, right? Like yeah, I yep. see this big con that's going on. I see what the global elites are doing, and I'm for the average person. Now there are people that are on the left, okay? And it's important we have these people. I've got neighbors, I've got friends. I don't know if I've got any family, maybe an uncle. I don't know. My family's pretty <laughs> pretty good in politics. We always have, and I got a big family by the way, but, uh, but they're important because the left, the, the, the personality of people on the left are generally more caregiving people. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so they look out for the people that are in need and, in and, and maybe, um, need help. Right. So I think, that is necessary in our society. And you know, you might have a neighbor down the street. That's got a Biden sign on it and they're misguided when it comes to the person, but it's not like they're in on this thing, right? Yeah. They're in are the, they're, they're a neighbor, right? I do have a problem with some of these people that literally will, uh, send their child to a transgender doctor. That's very, that, so we do have to look out for abuse, but the average Democrat or average le- lefty, they're not seeing the world the same way as us. However, we have some common values. Okay. So I'm still for those people, right? When I am against are the people that are literally steering us in the wrong direction. And if you think it's a just a problem on the Democrat, you are not woken up to what's going on. There's just as many bad people on the Republican side. Luckily, at least there's good Republican politicians, right? There are some actual statesmen in the republican ranks so that's there's hope on that side but the leaders of those the, the establishment they're the same people they do not give a shit about us they care about keeping their power their prestige enriching themselves i mean the fact that they can still uh do insider trading in the u.s congress and enrich themselves that way is insane so i'm just pro people that's it right i'm for the common guy and against the political elites trying to destroy this country
1: so you're not an anarchist.
0: Well, I would, you know, there's, um, great, you know, like (laughs) anarchy used to be such a bad term. And, uh, um, Michael Malice has done a very good job. I think promoting the ideas of anarchy, uh, anarcho-capitalist is what a lot of people say. Um, so I think that's got merits. I, I, I would not stand here and say, I've thought that one through because it's not like, I don't see how Minneapolis could go without law enforcement. Right. That's, that's um, so,
1: my point. I haven't right. figured out how all that can, I can't go that far.
0: <laughs> well, it probably works where you're from probably works for me. Cause we're outside the mm-hmm. inner mm-hmm. Metro area. You know, in fact where I, where I am at, we don't even have a police force. We have the sheriff's office, but you know, you could find like a private contract with security could probably work in my area. I just don't know how that would work in a big city, but there's a lot of merits to like anarcho-capitalist, Uh, Capitalism as a a theory or as an idea. Uh, Well, I
1: mean, the more you know about who's in charge and running things, the less, uh, the more you kind of lean in that direction. Because the last thing you want is more real bad people running. Giving more power to bad people is a bad idea. Yeah. And that's what we do when we give more power to government. That's my view. If what the more I research, more I see. I'm like, oh man, I just back off and say I want them to have as little power as possible.
0: Yeah. And isn't it funny when like Democrats, they got like uh, a power grab and they're like, yeah, yeah, well, you guys are crazy. Biden should have this power. They should. He should. The government should be bigger and under him. And so it's like, you, you know, there's going to be a Republican president in your future. Right. And you- whatever power you just gave Biden, it's going to go to him. Right. And by the way, you you realize Trump's leading the polls and you think Trump's a tyrant or a dictator and this power you just gave Biden's going to go to Trump then. Right. You understand, like we should all be unified and not given them more power. Right. But once again, the average Democrat doesn't think these things through. They're not consistent on that. They're a bleed. They're bleeding heart. Right. You know, the average guy generally has the heart in the right place. They're just misguided that, that the, the person to solve the problems are government because, you know, government's full of angels. Right. <laughs> and they save us from ourselves. You know, that's a misguided idea. Um, you know, where charity or private industry could do this so much better. Nothing's perfect, obviously. There's charitable, there's
1: always problems.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's always problems. But the the one thing we know for sure is government's inadequate in solving these problems, because there's no incentive for government to solve these problems, right? They literally waste money. There, it's the worst. So it's much better when it's done in private enterprise or in in charitable, or the church. In in many regards, it's much better in that. Well, than and it's- them.
1: Well, and as long as you actually are following the rule of law, if they hurt somebody, then actually prosecute and do something about it and make sure if we actually did, that's what they're not doing. They're not actually following their own laws. I mean, people are stealing left and right. They're not doing anything. But let's talk about. Donald Trump being a dictator, because that's the messaging that's going to go out there. And that, that's not just going to go out there, has been going out there. They are trying to scare the crap out of people saying that if he gets in office, he'll be a dictator, a fascist. Nikki Haley is calling him a dictator. You know, we're in trouble if he, you know, becomes president. My question to you is, We he was already president for four years, and he was more like an old school president compared to what's going on now. He didn't, he was for a smaller government. He wasn't perfect. There's a lot of things I didn't like. I didn't like his warp speed. I didn't like, um, I don't like his support of the Gaza bombing. I don't like some of this stuff, but he didn't start new wars. He was trying to get, uh, power back to the States. How does somebody like that in their minds equate to a dictator or a fascist?
0: Well, I don't know. Did you forget when he, uh, uh, mandated, um, vaccines to all, uh, contractors and government employees. You remember when, uh, Trump did that? Oh wait, no, that was Biden that did that. That's right. Yeah. Oh, but you remember Trump actually had the FBI go to social media companies to silence opposition, you know, during COVID. Oh no, wait, that was Biden too. Shit. See, that's my
1: point. Well, okay. Well, here's where, go ahead.
0: Here's where Trump's a real tyrant, you know, uh, in Syria, in Syria, he had uh, all these. Uh, he, he wanted to withdraw all the troops in there, and um, and the 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 top brass at the military lied to him on troop numbers. They said that there was less troops in Syria, so they lied to the president. So you remember when the president executed his uh, military leaders for lying to him? Oh wait, no, no, they they didn't. He didn't do that either. <laughs> in fact, the media was praising them for lying to the president. No one's ever been held accountable. It's the most ridiculous claim ever to say. Donald Trump was a dictator and a tyrant. Yeah, there's credible things that Trump did that we could be against, right? But my God, like compared to Joe Biden, compared to the deep state, not he didn't run the deep state, right? Like a dictator would literally be running the deep state. And we know there's a deep state. For the example I just gave, which is a great one, right? Literally... The there was the military lied to about the numbers in Syria. That's a crazy thing. Here's another proof. There's a deep state, right? When the Hunter Biden story came out in, uh, I think it was October. Could have been September. But it was certainly by October of 2020. John, so Donald Trump's the president. There is a slew of intelligence officials saying that that was uh, reeking of foreign disinformation. In fact, Russian disinformation. Lot they knew they knew yeah, that was not yep, true. they yep. lied. So, if Trump was a dictator, he would have imprisoned, he would have killed those guys. But they're the ones that actually steered the election and took that's another one that gets me. They talk about this insurrection that supposedly happened on January 6th, and then Donald Trump wouldn't. Oh, yeah, this is another funny one. I think Nikki Hayes says, Oh, they'll never leave, he'll never leave the White House, right? I'm like, You mean. Like how he actually left the White House in January, I think it was January twentieth of twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. He literally left. That's not what a dictator does, right? You know, it wasn't an insurrection. It wasn't a violent coup. Where was? When did he activate the military to overthrow the government? That's what dictators do. When did he do that? This is the most ridiculous claim ever. But honestly, the people that are saying that are not—they're not being honest, right? You know, they're saying, "But will it work?" Well, I don't know if it works. I mean, literally one of the things that they thought they got Donald Trump, because in this Sean Hannity town hall, he said, yeah, I'd be, he's like, Hannity goes, you don't want to be a dictator, right? Put it to rest. He's like, I want to be a dictator for one day. And then they cut it off. The media cuts it off. And I think people are starting to wise up to this and stuff. It was a funny joke. Donald Trump's literally funny. He goes, I would shut down the border. And I, there was one other thing that he said, like, in the fentanyl crisis or something. And then I'd give it up and never be a dictator again. It's a clear joke. It's pretty yeah. damn funny actually. Right. Cause I'm very anti dictators like, you know, guys like governor walls who literally shut down the economy the unilaterally. Was, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like going to point to that stuff. It just, to me, it just more and more people are wising up to this bullshit. And so I don't know how much this work. They're going to say, they're going to say what they need to say to win. And I'm not certain that's going to be the one. I I made this prediction on the show yesterday, and I'm a little worried about this. Um, there was this uh, story that came out about this robocall that made it sound like it was Joe Biden saying "Stay home, don't go t- to uh, the primary in New Hampshire," and it was AI generated audio. Mm-hmm. We're getting you know we're getting real good at AI generated audio and probably video too. Who's to say they don't do an October surprise and make it seem like Donald Trump's the guy that said something that's so bad that he loses his base and loses independent voters, right? Because they did the opposite of this in 2020, a story that would have hurt Joe Biden, the Hunter Biden story, and there's polling that shows this would have affected votes. They suppressed it basically both by actively working against it, sharing on social media platforms, but also this uh, letter of, I think it was 51 intelligence People, including two CIA director, uh, former directors, saying it's Russian disinformation. So we know they will interfere in the election. Like they, when people say the 2020 election was stolen, of course it was stolen. Look at those two examples right there. Like they, the deep state worked against them.
1: The 2020 election was stolen. I don't care what anybody, there's so obvious. There's so much data out there. Uh, The fact that I, I don't, I, I know you know it was stolen, right? I mean, isn't it obvious?
0: Yeah, I just gave those two examples. Like when you have the federal government killing a story and not, not only just killing it by like disinformation, they actively went to Facebook, Twitter. We know this from the Twitter files to suppress a story. How is that not stealing an election? We also know they stole the election in the sense that um, there were laws, and Minnesota is one of them. Where they changed election laws without an act of the legislature, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't have necessarily worked in places that had Republican legislatures. So in Minnesota, there was no longer requirement for a, um, a witness to an absentee ballot being signed. So you you wonder why there were so many absentee votes in COVID. Uh, the barrier to actually getting someone to vote was 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 the easiest ever. Or I should say that they, they knocked down the bears was the easiest time to vote. That's why we had record numbers of people voting in the 2020 election. So for those reasons alone, we're stealing it. You know, the, the smoking gun, so to speak, of, you know, ballots or uh, digital footprint, you know, still out there. It's a puzzling one. A lot of us still probably believe that there is, and it just hasn't been caught. Donald Trump hasn't made that case to the people on where that is, unfortunately, but it does seem to a lot of us going like, hey, we all saw, we all went to bed at 2 a.m. that night going, yep, yep, Donald Trump is president again. And then it changed. Um, but you, we don't have to get down that that avenue to know it was stolen. Those examples I gave shows, it was stolen. Like If we went to another democracy, I'm trying to think of a good example. Let's just say we went to... Um, well, Ukraine might be a good example. That's non-democracy, by the way, but <laughs> it's we went to Ukraine. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say we went to Ukraine and our CIA um, literally steered the uh, social media and the flow of information in an election so that it tilted it in one direction for, um, you know, a candidate that we wanted, which by the way, I've, Pretty certain we do this all the time. Well, in
1: 2014, I think many people it. would
0: say the CIA stole the election or distorted election. Well, that literally happened with our own election. That's they right. did that here.
1: Yeah, well, in 2014, we did a coup and threw out their, took over there <laughs> in Ukraine. That's well documented. Almost yes, to the point exactly. where it's so well documented that people don't even argue it.
0: Well, we've done this. I mean, for decades. I mean, we did this in the 50s in Iran. So.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah Yeah. i mean and then all they did is turn their techniques that they did in other countries on us that's what it seems like
0: well that's what the democrats will have you believe it was russia that that did it here. <laughs> no i mean our, <laughs> yeah. i'm saying like oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, our, yes 100 Our i thought you were saying the foreign governments do it to us no, yes no. you're right we know how to do it so we did it to our own election well that's we did right, right? once again yes. it's the it's the deep state. Oh, I mean, it's know. it's so crazy when you think about this. This is not a conspiracy. This is documented. It's factual. I mean, the Democrats will argue this didn't happen, but it's factual. Um, they literally suppressed the story. We know it. I I, I was just bringing this up uh, to the group the other day. Um, I took a screenshot. Um, this is what made me decide to vote for Trump in 2020, right? Because I, I thought with him parading Fauci and a lot of other things and increasing the money supply, it was going to be hard to vote for the guy. But when they killed that Hunter Biden story and I got to see it, you know, I posted the Hunter Biden story on Facebook and with it and then I hit refresh and then the stories like lightened and you could say you could see it was hidden and they removed it. I'm like, wow, (laughs) like that. And at that time, we didn't know the feds were behind it. Right. And now we know. In fact, I think Zuckerberg admitted on the Joe Rogan podcast, too, that the FBI came to them and said this story is fake and they suppressed it. But yeah, we know it also from the Twitter files. Like literally, they suppressed a story that would have changed the outcome of the election. That's crazy. And they knew.
1: Yeah. And they knew that it was. Have you ever interviewed Garrett Ziegler? He's the one mm. that has has the book out and, on Biden he was a um a Peter Navarro staffer in the White House under Trump mm. and he did all the investigations on Bunter or not he all the investigations. he compiled the investigations and the data in this big book on Hunter Biden and he sent it to the entire Congress saying you know and and he says it's um the group is saying it's prosecution ready and then now they're that he just, I think it was two months ago that Hunter Biden filed a lawsuit against him. Mm. You, you haven't been trying? Okay. Well, that no, was
0: No, but an I mean, it sounds story. like, yeah, it sounds like the whistleblowers at the IRS that did congressional testimony and said, listen, they were killing the story and we have all this incriminating stuff on Hunter Biden, right? Yep,
1: yep, yep. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like well, there is a, a cr- lot out on the guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a criminal, right? That's, it's so obvious. Okay. So is there a chance? See, now this is where I, I, really think an organization like yours needs to be national i think we need a minnesota one but i think it needs to be a national thing liberty you know the ron paul kind of people of the world that stuff needs to be national and strong and i know there's some other organizations but i haven't seen anybody as successful as your organization anywhere that's liberty based and thanks i mean you guys actually get stuff done and that's why i'd like to talk to you i think that a national organization that's liberty based could change our country in a very positive direction.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how much we're gonna change Washington. Um, so like we were very much for this uh, speaker exchange right the the uh, firing Kevin McCarthy okay and uh, and I still think it was good because you have to show, that there are good people, but we got Mike Johnson and Mike Johnson doesn't seem to be much different. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. From what we're seeing.
0: And then it's like, okay, well, hold on one second, Washington DC. So what, what is the real thing behind, um, the arguments here to get rid of Kevin McCarthy? There's a lot of things, but it really was a fiscal thing, right? We're, We're broke as a nation. And I don't think people realize this, but it's like, okay, so we're broke. We we have $1.7 trillion that we're overspending. I'll break this down to easier figures. We have a credit card. The credit card's already got $33,000 on it, okay? We are adding another uh, $1,700 to that credit card this year and the next year and the next year. And, oh, by the way, the credit card's interest rate, not, not, not only... Not only do we have to pay for, um, interest on a higher credit card, because we're adding 1.7 or $1,700 to the 33,000 that's already on the credit card, but the interest rates are going up too. Okay. So we got this expanding problem with no solution. So it's a ticking time bomb. Okay. And there's no appetite to fix this problem. One of the big problems is we have bankrupt Social Security, Medicare programs, and you literally have Donald Trump taking the position of the left on this Um, to the point where the left isn't even going to use this against him because he's so strong. We won't touch your Medicare and your Social Security. And it's just like, so there's no appetite in Washington, D.C. to fix these problems. Here's another good case in point. There's no appetite to fix the border in Washington, D.C. They have not solved that problem. So an organization like us looks more towards states rising up to solve these issues instead of trying to go out to washington dc to a broken system right i almost don't even care who the speaker of the house is anymore because it's a broken system it clearly like that was the funniest thing from the republican establishment talking points oh this is embarrassing this just shows republicans are dysfunctional i go you guys are the titanic Right now, you're arguing about the bar tat on the Titanic as it's sinking. What are you talking about? You are a dysfunctional organization. And by the way, like a ten percent approval rating when people talk about Congress. So they're not solving these problems. You know who can solve problems? The states. And that's actually the design of this country, are the states can solve these problems. And we're seeing that literally right now on the biggest issue our country's facing, this mass replacement that's going on, this invasion of the southern border. And Texas goes, we're going to put up wires. And we're going to stop it. We're going to secure a border with the Texas National Guard. And the Supreme Go- Court the other day put a, a restraining order on it. And I read—I think I read this in the mo- post-millennial. I'm really sorry if I got the story wrong because I didn't read it yet. I just saw the headline someone sent to me. But I'm pretty certain Texas, Nas- or Texas is actually not obeying the re- restraining order, which to me, if they were already not following what the feds were saying in the first place and the Biden administration went to the Supreme Court to sue them, why are they going to listen to five robed gangsters in the U.S. Supreme Court? One of them being, by the way, Amy Coney Barrett, who voted with the uh, left Which wing of the court. Yeah, I saw that too. Right. So it's like the states can rise up and do the right thing, and that's how our country was designed. There was it was a compact of states. I have a I got a good book here. I got to bring this out here. This is my. Uh, my friend dave bender be a great guest for you compact of the states this is probably one of the best books uh written about the founding of this country constitutional it's it's got like what like four and some citations in it very very good book this was a voluntary um compact amongst states to join a general government that's what the united states government was 13 states at the time, now 50 states, or in Obama, 57 states, right? So what they ultimately have is the power, because they voluntarily join. They should be voluntarily able to leave, too, which there's a secession movement in Texas, by the way. So they should have the ultimate power. And if that wasn't already understood in the initial Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the 10th Amendment says so, that if the federal government was never given these powers— it's left to the states and the people thereof. And so Texas is right now showing you can resist this federal government. And I love it. And that's where I think that's where I think voting really matters. I don't know if voting for the president's the like you know, especially in places like Minnesota is going to be the biggest difference makers, but certainly voting at lower levels can really impact the future of this country. And I think nullifying Bad federal laws is the process that I would be way on board. So we might be national, but we might still be state-focused, if that makes sense. That's
1: what I was – yes. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, and and this is happening. but state-focused.
0: And this is happening – this has been happening since Colorado legalized uh, marijuana. It's still illegal. It's actually funny. It's one of Hunter Biden's problems right now. Uh, he uh, there's a federal um, background check, and he lied on the form because he was using, um, well, using illegal drugs in Minnesota. For your audience of Minnesota, this is a big deal. We legalized marijuana against the federal government, right? Because it's still a narcotic, you can't smoke. It's illegal with the federal government, but in the state of Minnesota, we said, "Screw you, federal government! It's legal here." And there's so many states. I don't know, dozens of states now that have done it. Uh, But if you fill out a background check to buy a new firearm and you smoked legal marijuana in Minnesota, you can't buy a firearm if you check that box that says you've used an illegal controlled substance, according to the feds. And if you lie to them and they were able to prove, and this is what happened to Hunter Biden, is he lied on this background check, so he's being prosecuted as one of the charges against him, that's a felony and you could be imprisoned for that. So... Which by the way, I'm very much against this. <laughs> I'm a very Second Amendment guy, even if you smoke marijuana. I don't think you should be smoking marijuana and shooting at the same time. But if you smoke pot yesterday and you want to shoot a firearm today, you should have that right in America. God, God gave you these rights to be to be free. Who are the who's the government to take this away from you? Right? Especially for a harmless drug like marijuana. That's maybe where I'm more libertarian. It's far less harmful than liquor, right? Yep. So anyhow, um that's where I think. And by the way, obviously, there's more people on the left that are pro-marijuana than there are people on the right. On the right side, we all agree when the Biden administration or anyone wants to have an illegal gun control law, that we should resist that at the state level. We have sanctuary counties. We have sanctuary states for gun rights, nullification bills. So that's where, once again, I think... It's not just necessarily the left or the right thing. We can all unite and say the states could take back the power that they are given and rise up against the federal government. So yeah, I would be very honored to make this a national thing, state by state. Obviously, you just don't do this overnight. You got infrastructure. No, yeah. You got to got to get a guy in place in each state. It just doesn't happen overnight. But I'd love to be a part of that.
1: Well, because that's what we need. We need this liberty-focused and with people that know how to actually get it done. Each state's going to be a little different, right? Each state has their own dynamics. Oh, yeah. We need we, we need people very focused and targeted with for liberty. I mean, liberty is super important. Your freedom, for God's sake. Right. It, yeah. I You know, it reminds me of the marijuana thing. I sometimes go to a smoke shop and get some CBD gummies, and they changed all these rules now where per pack, you can only have a certain amount of THC in per pack or whatever. So all they did is force the manufacturers to make smaller packs. So, for example, you you know what I'm talking about? So now they're all so now, instead of getting 50 gummies in a thing, you can only get five because the whole entire can or canister can't be over a certain amount of. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's so stupid. It is so dumb. <laughs> it's
0: so and stupid. And meanwhile, you can go to a liquor store and you could buy a 1.75 milliliter of Jack Daniels and kill yourself with that, right? So, uh, not, so... not that I'm against booze. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'd be a hypocrite. I love my bourbon, okay? But I'm just saying, compared to CBD or compared to marijuana, like liquor is far more dangerous. That's Far right. worse that's societal one. problems from them.
1: That's right. I took a class in college on, it was one of my electives and it was on drug use and they that's what they were saying. The By far the worst for drug use is alcohol, period. Most addictive, most people are addicted to it, most problems happen, everything. I mean, I don't know they didn't look into fentanyl now and stuff too, but I bet you it's the same, you know, even though fentanyl is terrible and it's killing people. So maybe fentanyl... Is slightly worse now. I don't know, but
0: no, oh, fentanyl's terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I mean, as far as its impact, the negative impact to society, right? It's right, right. horrible. But I mean, is it has that bypassed alcohol or not? I don't know. But anyway, so this the CBD stuff was so, so stupid. And so instead of me coming out of the thing with one container, I came out with five. You know what I mean? It's so stupid.
0: <laughs> it is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, these laws. <laughs> it's
1: dumb. <laughs> but that's yep. the stuff that you guys work on. Okay, so where can people follow you? And if somebody wants help on how to deal with these Liberty issues, where can they get a hold of you?
0: Well, I think uh, going to actionforliberty.com, um, learning what we're doing. Uh, there's a new section on actionforliberty.com to keep you updated. So that's a good place to start. If you like what I have to say, and by the way, maybe you're more to the Trump side than myself. and it sounds like you too, Sarah. Uh, we do have Mega Jesse to bounce me out.
1: Well, I'm kind of <laughs> so I'm, go to truth or interesting. Show. I'm just a character. <laughs> interesting. I'm kind of I'm I, I don't want to just blindly follow anyone. So I will talk yeah. about yeah. You know, I like DeSantis. I know people had issues with DeSantis based on who was supporting them. But you gotta be honest about all that stuff, right? You can't just blindly follow anybody. You gotta be honest on the negatives and the pros and cons of everyone that you're looking at. Anyways, keep mm-hmm. going
0: well yeah truth hurts show which is on rumble i mean it's on all the platforms facebook and and youtube but we we put most of our effort into the rumble channel Uh, so you can look us up truth hurts show or truth hurts on rumble um you know uh by going to actionforliberty.com you'll also learn about the caucus push here if you're from minnesota if you're not from minnesota um i think it's like you were saying it's good to learn what we're doing in this state which could be replicated by the way we'll reach out. We got a great team. So we reached out to anyone that wants to start a Liberty movement in their state. I mean, we know, we know what to do. We'll even possibly come to your state and do a teaching with your core group of people. Um, so perfect.
1: That's, that's awesome. And I highly recommend that people do this because you're making a difference. You push back mandates. You, I mean, you were an oasis during that time, but I see you're doing things. You piss off every both sides. I know you do. I've been told that we
0: have more enemies on the right. Right. Yeah, I've well, been told that I don't know you have if some on enemies the right. on the
1: right. But, or yeah, yeah, you have some rhinos who are enemies. Of yes, yours, for sure. Yes. And yeah. you piss off everybody in that, but you get it done and you actually, pe- people, you're helping, you're fighting for everyone is the bottom yeah. line.
0: Yeah, that's the way I look for it is like, uh, you know, I'm just pro the average guy, you know, um, there's nothing necessarily, I think, special about me. I didn't come from wealth. Um, You know, I come from humble beginnings and, uh, you know, maybe if you grow up with a silver spoon, you think way different of the world. And a lot of those people, um, are ruining this, this world, ruining this country. So I'm against that kind of stuff, you know, but I'm also a kind of guy that judges people individually. I mean, maybe I have a bias if there's a bias, it's politicians. I just generally don't run into a lot of good ones, but they do exist. Okay. Um, and I've definitely helped out Candace personally, like our, our new president at, at X for Liberty is Eric Mortensen. That's a guy that I'd get behind. Um, I wouldn't even call these guys politicians, I call them statesmen, right? They're different. But uh yeah, I'm I'm just pro-people. I think we we need people should have more freedom. Um, it's a better, it's a better way to live your life. the way I look at it, you know, and the reason we were so on board against the tyranny uh, during COVID was, and I don't know how else to explain other than like the idea of Liberty is so obvious to me. It's like the blood running through my veins. That's like how much I could feel. Like I knew once governor wall said, you got to stay at home, even if it might've been the right decision, which it wasn't now we know, I, I didn't know at the time, but I knew it was wrong to do that. He does not have, you can't give one person that power. It's too dangerous. And now we learned in hindsight that there was more damage from that order that he did unilateral, which is why we don't have unilateral orders, why we don't have dictators. So it's so obvious to me. It's like the blood running through my veins that we need liberty. It's a better system of government to be pro-liberty. And it's, I think maybe why it feels like it's the blood running through my veins is when you really think about the world, it's... It's something that God gave you. It's not It's not government-granted rights. It's not like you have a First Amendment right. It's the First Amendment protects your God-given right. That's right. So it's like when you're a Democrat or Republican and you come for something that's against my rights, who are you to do this when you have nothing? But it was God himself who gave me these rights. You had nothing to do with it. Who are you to come and take those away from me? So that's just kind of the way we view the world and why we take the approach we do and we don't send love letters to politicians why we're hated we uh, we're confrontational and that's the only way to get things done the Democrats show this all time they just humble Joe Biden um, on the Israel Gaza war right they rise up and some of them are pro-Hamas but majority are pro-Palestinian and it's made the uh, White House retreat on some of their pro-Israel stance so they show all the time that confrontation works. We need to rise up and confront people that are anti-liberty.
1: That's right. Hey, I mean, they do it. Why? You know, I just, you, you're you effective. That's what matters. And you're effective and you're helping everybody. And I think that it, having giving people their liberty back is for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you so much for joining the program. I really appreciate it. We're going to have to have you back later as you keep having things that you're fighting. Probably every year I'll have you back.
0: <laughs> you know what, Sarah? Why don't you just come here to the studio? We'll record your show and, and then we could do it in person.
1: That would be good. Next time we'll do it yeah. that way. There you go. That's awesome. You got a nice, beautiful <laughs> studio. So, yeah, thank I got it, you. I got
0: it. I'm looking yeah. at the chairs right here. We could be sitting here. We don't even need to do the Zoom stuff, right? We we're like, 20 miles away what the hell are we doing on zoom
1: that's right we could do it in your studio so i'll take you up on that so thank you that's great i for sure so thank you so much jake i really appreciate it
0: thanks sarah it's been a pleasure